Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. First, there was a dream. Now, there is reality. Who is number one? Africa's. Reascension is number one. It's not enough for us to show how we were decultured during the diaspora, slavery, and so forth. It's very important for us to understand how we were recultured and reorganized. We are not uncultured simply because we don't have African culture. You see, we have been what? Recultured and rearranged and restructured. You see, and we must understand in depth. How that restructuring took place and how it expresses itself. You know, in the way we relate to each other. You see, because it is this reculturation ultimately that we must do what? We must reconstruct. We must tear down. We must remove outside of ourselves. So it's not enough to say what we have been acting as a people. A high African culture, what? Taken away from our people. But we must come to understand how we have been newly created by another people and how does that new creation under their power represents itself in our personalities and in our social lives in the way we think in the way we behave in the way we perceive the world in the way we relate to each other and the whole death because it's it's with that understanding that you design an educational curriculum for African children the way the system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work. And they will lose their control. The white and their offspring understood that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. Africa's reascension. Yim Hotep, Hetepu, Indamana, Indamanesh, Nangadef, Majwo, Kedu, Habargani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Kopango, Peace, War, War, War. African Greetings family, you've entered Africa's Reascension. This is your host, Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. We'll start off this show as usual with an apaya or libation. 
which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go, I go. Oh, the Makaman, Yame, Yame, Wa, Amen, Amenet, Mawulisa, Olorun, Amen Ra, Bejeensa. Asasiya, Yensa, Abasun, Yensa, Abasun Po, Yensa. Nana Sergibi inside, Nana Esiketwa inside, Nana Dadakofi inside, Nana Tigray, Nana Tigray, Nana Tigray inside, Nana Sankofa inside, Nana Wusi inside, Nana Asi inside, Nana Ajo inside, Nana Ajo inside, Nana Bena inside, Nana Abana inside, Nana Wuku inside, Nana Kui inside, Nana Yao inside, Nana Ya inside, Nana Fi inside, Nana Afi inside. Nana Amen Min Insa Nana Amen Miniwa Insa Mojuba Shango Mojuba Oya Mojuba Oshun Mojuba Ogun Mojuba Alegba Ancha Herek Jehuti, Ancha Herek Asar, Ancha Herek Aset, Ancha Herek Sekmet, Ancha Herek Heru Kahuti. Yeshremo Nyansa, Yeshremo Ahodin, Yeshremo Enchera, Yeshremo Sikapa, Yeshremo Enkwasu. Yeshremo and Kwaso, Abasu and Fao. Yea, and Kwaso. As to you, Odomakuman, and Yame, and Yame Wa, Amen, Amenet, Mawu Lisa, Olorun, Amen Ra, Kata Wakata. Use me and this forum to transmit clear, African centered, theoretical, and practical. Practical. Information so those listening can use it for their own transformation back into the sovereign Africans they once were. May I speak directly to their Sunsun, their spirit, their Ori, Okra, and Okrawa, their spiritual head, and their Ab, the heart, which for Kemet was the seat of intelligence. And may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. Kum, achivare fo, nina, oh. Kum, oborfo, nina, oh. Kum, achivare fo, nina, oh. Madasi pa, madasi bio, mo piafo, mo ne casa, madasi nanano, yo, madasi nanano.
The apae or libation is an ancient practice that is still done today in to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday. And I am your host, Kamal McKesey Tahuti. We have been gone for far too long. Um, and I apologize. Um, again, life is to blame. It's <laughs> a relatively new baby. Almost can't say it now, half a year old. But that's been a reason, just life, um, other stuff. But I do plan on being more consistent now with shows as we 
continue this 2016 Gregorian calendar year. And one way that I'm going to do that is uh, put out, I've mentioned this before, and I'm actually finally moving more on it, doing uh, more of the pre-recorded shows for especially those times when I know I can't be on or um, do them Saturday and then go ahead and have a live show on Sunday. I've been digging through some boxes and crates and stuff, and I've come across quite a few of my older um, audio tapes and for some of y'all of a certain age, y'all might not know what that is, but <laughs> it was a different way to record media. Um, and so I've got a few lectures that, 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 that were on audio tapes that I have been converting over to um, digital format and then, um, you know, tweaking them with the sound and, and, and uh, making trying to make them clearer and things like that. And... Uploading them here to Blog Talk. So, the the first installment of the what I'll probably call the um, way back. I haven't figured out what I'm gonna call them yet, but I want to figure out something simple. So when you, because everyone's following Africa's Reascension, of course, and so when you get the um, show blurb, the show reminder, right there in the beginning, like with the first few letters. Like, I may just call them way back or back in the blast from the past or something like that. So then you'll know that not only is it a pre-recorded show, but it's one of uh, my older lectures um, when I did more lecturing and talking and stuff in San Diego. And so the first one of those will actually be two lectures in one. Um, back in 97, I did two different talks. Uh, one, a classroom talk and another one a presentation for um, the organization I used to be a part of before they folded unfortunately the Pan-African Associations of America Um, the first one um, that I did in the classroom is entitled the uses and misuses of education and um, quick backstory to that it was done in a classroom where the the teacher, it, it, it was in the Africana Studies program, and the teacher was good at giving the appearance of being pro-black, but uh, me and, and, and <laughs> my buddy um, Jaja, we pushed her buttons because... Um, being African-centered is the next evolution of being pro-black, and she basically didn't like that we slash I was blowing up her spot, basically, in her classroom. Sort of at the beginning of the class, I was I had challenged her. She was trying to say that Bartholomew de las Casas um, primarily enslaved us and brought us over here um, for economic reasons, and I was like, no, um, I, you know, had come across folks who had talked about in his diary, he was like, no, we specifically getting these Africans because of this, 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 and that, and he didn't have, as any Caucasoid had, you know, nice things to say about us, and so I challenged her in the class, and she kept going, I was like, all right, you know what, 
so I went to the library. I dug up his 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 diary. I photocopied some of the pages, made multiple copies so I could pass them out to other members of the class, and 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 gave her my proof of of what I was talking about. So so she uh, we already had bumped heads before that, and so then when we had class, you know, it came to a head, and so you know that was a little tay to tay. And I won't go into other stuff that that she tried to do to me, but parts of the of this um, small talk that I did um, was a a a jab at at her, and and she knew it. But you know she she you know the part of the class assignment was to give you know an oral presentation, and so she couldn't be like, okay, come on, we need you to do something else, and the rest of the class give an oral presentation. So she basically had to sit there and take it. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I could be like that sometimes. And so, um, needless to say, out of all of my Africana Studies classes um, that I took at that university, that was my only B. She could not give me an A. <laughs> Solely for personal reasons. You're like, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. But anyway, so that first lecture is the uses and misuses of education. But then the second one that 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 we share, that we shared is um, I did an in-depth book analysis of one of my favorite books of all time. I hope it's not out of print. Everyone should get it. The African Personality in America um, by Baba Kobe Cambone. Um, and I, I sent him a copy of it, and he listened to it. And when I saw him here in D.C. a few years ago, you know, he remembered me. I had been sending him African World Analysis um, newsletter, news journals anyway, so he knew of me and stuff, and he knew about me. And so when I got a chance, and I had met him in Chicago, um, and so we had chopped it up there. And he still remembered me when um, I met him out here for the ABCI conference. Um, and so he, he, you know, has said I did a good job of it. Um, I took some, some of his complex ideas and broke them down because it's, you know, not a easy read for a lot of folks. And he just really appreciated um, not only how I understood it, but how I was able to um, break it down and get other folks to understand it. So that was, that was real. That was real cool. And then later in that same conference, you know, after that, we had like about an hour and a half where we was just, you know, chilling in the lounge in between conference sessions and chopping it up. So that was real, real good. I really appreciated that um, exchange with him. And, um, and Brother Kobe has done a lot to move my own um, African consciousness forward. And so if you're not already um, subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so because I am probably one of the only people has a um, lecture of him up. Um, you can, you know, go through YouTube and type in Kobe Cambone. A lot of stuff will not come up on him for whatever reason. I think that's a damn shame. And so once I got a hold of um, that, 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 that talk, I had to figure out a way to put it up and it is up and it's gotten some good reviews and stuff from folks, a few comments here and there. But um you definitely want to check out his his talk because it's a rare talk, um, at least online. But yeah, so 
I may put that pre-recorded show out on next Saturday, same time, 9 to 11, um, and then hopefully maybe, what's next? What's today? 7 to 11. I may be available to do a show next Sunday. If I find out, look at the schedule that I'm not, then I'll put that pre-recorded show on for Sunday so we can um, keep try to get back into a consistent mode. Um, but, yeah, so that's what we got lined up. And I'm also working on some other ones. Um, I did a talk for um, the National Blacks and Science Committee, Blacks and Science Education, I think, that was in 98. That one may take some work because I used a lot of other audio, visual, and so I'm working on that one. Um, and then another one, the psychological effects of foreign religions. I just have to listen to that, bump up the volume a bit, clean clean, clean up the volume a bit, and um, piece it back together. So, so yeah, so that's what we're, we've got lined up Um to let y'all know we are back and and I'm working on some other articles that I want to share first with the Blog Talk universe. Um, you know, hopefully get some feedback and then maybe either submit either submit them to the um, Journal of Pan African Studies uh, and or, you know, just put them in some other places because Scholarship and and Africa on her own terms, you know that's that's a big phrase for us here, um, being borrowed from Baba Jacob Carruthers, is wanting still in this age of information, good real information about real African spirituality and 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 real African reality is is, is wanting. The majority of the stuff that's online and in a lot of books is the same debunked in some circles tripe. And when I say debunked in some circles is that though some circles are folks who have um, either added more experiential knowledge to what's being done and or um, actual practitioners in the systems have now started writing more books and debunking what some of the um, older works by Caucasoids have done um, and or just taking non-popular but true um, positions on certain things. Like once I finish this piece, and, and regular listeners um, know about this, once I finish this piece on monotheism and, and, and how um, it is not the end-all, be-all to higher thought as Caucasoids has set it up to be, um, that's really going to um, put a lot of people on their heels because it's almost ubiquitous thought that monotheism is the way and the right way to go. And we have either not heard of or read over or skipped, oh, skipped 
um, certain key authors and certain people who have critiqued it very, very well. One of them being Remember Ami and Yurugu. And it's funny, you know, folks say they have read Yurugu, and she doesn't go in depth with it. She was one of the first people to spark the thought in my mind to even look at it in a different light because everyone, and I really try to emphasize that, everyone comes back with this one supreme God over everything type of response and 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 try to force fit that um, I'm going to say a Caucasoid-derived idea on all of Africa. And Occult B. Patek in, in, in um, African religions and Western scholarship has quite a few scathing articles in that book basically laughing at the stupidity of Europeans trying to fit that on, I think, specifically the newer people. And he gives certain examples, like like they say that the the, the word for the Supreme Creator is jok, J-O-K. And, and, and either, ah, dang, either newer or loyal people, L-U-L. And like I say, I'm putting it all together now, so I'm just stream of consciousness now. And so he walks you through different breakdowns of joke and how it means different stuff. But the, the the European colonizers that came over and they was just asking folks, you know, what's your one God? What's your one God? What's your supreme God? And so somebody just finally said joke and now they've run with it. And so in 50 books and 70 journal articles and repeated over and over again by the best of us, even me at one time, I didn't know. We think, you know, joke, J-O-K, is that supreme creator. But if you look at it more nuanced, as Brother Pitek lays out, that's not the name for the Supreme Creator. And actually, they may not even have a concept of a Supreme Creator. And so that just blasts, that that just makes you look at stuff differently. Conversely, you do have some folks on the continent that they themselves do have the concept of a Supreme Creator. And so... I'm willing to say, let's not solely just say and assume that monotheism is the highest height of, of, of thought. You could have some cultures be mono, some cultures be poly, and, and I put an asterisk by those because I don't like those damn terms. Um, haven't come up with our own term yet. I'm getting way off track here. I didn't want to go this far into it, but I'm just saying all that to say that folks have made mention and and, and talked about stuff um, contrary to this monotheistic idea. I have, in my searches and and, and my wide reading, come across these folks. And so I'm going to try to pull them all together in one article to at least get us, if we talk about we don't, we want to be African-centered and let Africa speak on her own terms, we should then, if, if I present the argument well enough, we should be okay with saying some of, the Af- some of our African family is, is mono, some of our African family is poly, and that's okay. And that's it. So, yeah. So I said all that to say that we're going to have some pre-recorded shows either Saturdays or Sundays. 
Um, and we've got some new stuff on the horizon. So uh, we're going to try to be back more regular, so, so stay tuned. If you're not already following our show, please do so. Click the Create a little profile here on Blog Talk and um, click follow or join us. The Power Show, join our Africa's Reascension group on Face CIA book, and then you're kept abreast of all the shows and all the new information that's coming out. Um, we need a new def- No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Got other stuff to do with. So. Events coming up very, very soon. And I plan on being at both of these. So if you haven't seen Kamal and you want to see Kamal, um, hopefully for good reasons, <laughs> um, you want to get you a pen and paper and jot this information down. Whoops, you can come on through. So on March 20th, 2016 Gregorian calendar from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Again at the Arc Center, 1901 Mississippi Avenue Southeast here in D.C. There will be another magnificent um, conference held by Jerifo and my good friend Jerifo Kwesi Rodnahempata Khan called Achisan. African Ancestral Religious Reversion. And and if you've listened to any of his shows, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday here on Blog Talk at the same time, 9 p.m., uh, just type in O-D-W-I-R-A-F-O. And again, Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays at 9, um, Christ will be speaking. He contrasts Reversion with conversion. Conversion is what the foreign religious systems, Christianity, Judaism, Islam, have to do to get their adherence because they are converting people from their own original way of doing stuff to this foreign system. Reversion what 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 Quasi is a proponent of and what I'm a proponent of also is getting African people who have been, you know, mentally messed with by Caucasian reality to revert, to go back to our original African spiritual systems. So it's something different from conversion where it's something totally wholly foreign and and, and on, on all levels, culturally, epistemologically, philosophically, all of that, versus this is a reversion. If we were still in our natural habitat, this is what we would be doing, since most of us were either physically taken <laughs> or mentally taken, or both. We just need to revert, have a reversion. So Achisan, reversion, that's the conference. And um, to read a little blurb on it, and is Quasi in the chat? No, okay. If he was, I would have him give his, give his own spiel, but hopefully I'm doing it justice. Our conference will take place March 20th. 
2016 Gregorian calendar here in D.C. Learn about the nature and value of ancestral religious reversion as the key to our total restoration as African people, spiritually, socially, economically, and politically. Achisan, Achisan is the only conference of its kind guiding the revival of Nanason, our African ancestral religion, fossilized within the bones and blood of our direct blood ancestresses and ancestors upon our departure from Africa through migration or forced migration into the Western Hemisphere um, or wherever and maintained to this day. It is through Namasong that we are guided and empowered to heal ourselves, educate ourselves, sustain ourselves, train ourselves, wage war against the whites and their offspring, and force the end of enslavement in North America in the entire Western Hemisphere. It is through Achisan, ancestral religious reversion, that our people will revivify and operationalize the revolutionary, resolutionary function of Nanasong, thereby affecting nation-building, restoration, as the collective of the purified nation. Africans, black people in the Western Hemisphere. And so, again, for more information about that, ajirafo.com slash achisan, A-K-Y-I-S-A-N dot H-T-M-L. And, again, that conference will be March 20th this year, um, 11 to 7, at the ARC Center, 1901 Mississippi Avenue Southeast here in the district And it's free um, For all African um, People only And actually he, He is requiring Registration this time So you do want to Again, go to the um, website I just gave O-D-W-I-R-A-F-O dot com Slash Achisan A-K-Y-I-S-A-N dot H-T-M-L so you can register. Um, This is to make sure we weed out any Achiwade flow that may try to come and um, upset the flow um, of us building and getting back to our natural self. So you will have to register, uh, pre-register to um, come to this magnificent first of its kind, hopefully not last of its kind, conference. On March 20th um, I will be there This time not as a presenter But um, as a vendor So if you haven't already gotten um, How to Make a Negro Christian um, You might want to hold off until March 20th because Usually when I vend I also um, enact My buy one get one Free campaign where I have a Whole bunch of books in all different varieties, um, fiction, nonfiction, science fiction, um, spirituality, history, all that sort of stuff. And if you buy my book, How to Make a Negro Christian, then you can pick one of those free books up off the table and enjoy two books for the price of one. And so, yeah, so 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 I will be a vendor there, so you can um, partake in that. Um, one last thing, let me add this in. One cool thing about this conference is that he um, has hopefully 
um, secured the, the, the speakers who will each be speaking on different actualized ways of Ashisan. Like one person, um, if she does um, fully confirm, that's the word I'm looking for, is a um, Bodu um, conjure practitioner. Practitioner. So so he he's, he's got four folks who are not just the academic intellectual types, but folks who are actual practitioners in different systems. And so you get to, you know, deal with, folks who are dealing directly with these systems. And so he's got one person that's going to do that. He's got um, another person who is a Yoruba practitioner, but he also has a um, naturopathic and expressive therapies and African behavioral technique um, practice. And so he's adding in his understanding of Ifa within his practice. And this brother is doing what I only know about three, four, maybe five other people that are doing. Um, they are learned in one of our traditional systems and in, in either psychology or, or behavioral sciences or something like that. They are fusing those two things together. Um, too many times <laughs> um, you've got folks that's just, you know, black psychologists, black sociologists, black behaviorists, um, but no practical information in our systems. And so, you know, the, 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 the healing, is when it's good, it's still only just on the psychological level, but they still haven't dealt with the spirit of the person. And once you make that fusion, once you have the Akan system as a practitioner, once you have system of E5, the Yoruba as a practitioner or Igbo or whatever, as a practitioner, and you fuse that into your particular practice or the way that you deal with clients, African clients and stuff, not only can you give them mental health, you can then also give them spiritual health by knowing how to conduct certain rituals to heal their spiritual side as well. And so this particular brother, um, if he confirms he'll be um, there speaking on his practice and how he does stuff. And so, again, he's dealing with um, practitioners. Um, if she confirms, we also have another sister um, who is the director of the Body Temple Institute, and um, she's an herbalist and a midwife and a naturopath. And so she has been doing this for about 20 years. And so, again, practical hands-on information on how to do these things. Um, and again, yeah, hopefully she confirms because that'll be great to hear her break down stuff. And then we, hopefully another sister, she's coming all the way from Arizona, so so hopefully she can come. Um, another natural path. Um, but she has her practice in Kingu Health. And, and so again, a practitioner practices naturopathic medicine through the lens of her Gullah ancestral religious culture rooted in her Mbundu ancestral blood circle. So, so again, these four dynamic speakers, if they do confirm, and then, of course, you know, Kwesi probably keynote and deal with um, um, Achi-san and Hoodoo and whatnot. 
but if these four speakers confirm, this will be a magnificent, magnificent dynamic conference because, again, you get practitioners in the in 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 Achisan, in the reversion piece, in our ancestral religious reversion piece. So they are living it as practitioners, and they also have businesses of of, of quote unquote mental wellness. But each one of these people, as practitioners over multi years, also will be able to attune to the spiritual health whether it be doing direct rituals, whether it be knowing which herbs and herbal methods and remedies to give, um, things like that. And so I'm really hyped about this conference, and um, hopefully we can see everybody there. Um, Again, March 20th, 11-7, at the ARC Center, 1901 Mississippi Avenue Southeast, here in Washington, D.C. The month after that, the magnificent, phenomenal, um, what, 27 now? (laughs) 26 now, something like that. The Sankofa Conference. Um, As usual, it is always the first weekend of April, so this year, April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Um, the actual um, location has not been confirmed yet, so um, we so make sure to check back so we can get that um, specific information to you. But it will be here in the district somewhere. The theme of this year's conference is nation building in times of social crisis, definitions and strategic actions. Nation building. In times of social crisis, definitions and strategic actions. So, right there, that's letting you know this will not just be a theoretical only type conference. Um, one or two, or maybe even multiple uh, workshops will be giving you practical stuff that you can take back to your areas and enact um, if you do you self-define yourself as a nation builder in these particular times with all this craziness going and all this anti-African stuff going on? Um, you know, folks need some stuff that, that has worked or um, at least some different ideas to do something different to enact African change. And so Sankofa Conference is always, always a magnificent conference um, to do that and to build with folks of like minds. You, you, ever since I've been going, you you you've got folks from all over um, the U.S. and other places. Um, there was there's been, of course, folks from the continent. One I remember all as far away as Zimbabwe, who it came. Um, there's of course been folks from Mali who come through because the Nation House folks have direct connections with folks from Mali in their families, so every when they get a chance, some of them come through. Um, of course, folks from Ghana come through because uh, they're a continuation of the Akan system here in the U.S. So, yeah, so so it's it's definitely an international conference in that sense. Um, three, four hundred people easily um, show up. Um, you you have to be there at the right time to see all those numbers. Um, 
but it's a magnificent conference. This is probably I need to get it this ex- exact time down. It's probably I want to say my fifteenth year going, and and I don't see a time where I'm not going to be going because it's just that dynamic and good. And so, again, April first, second, and third, I'm here in the district. Um, again, if you're friends with me on Face CIA Book, you know, just check my timeline once they. Um, confirm the location and 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 confirm the um, the um, workshop schedule. Um, once I get it, y'all will get it. Um, the theme this year again: nation building in times of social crisis. Definitions and strategic actions. And one thing I'll even just mention that last year's conference was really really cool because on Sundays they have focus groups. And 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 y'all know I don't like getting up in the morning, <laughs> but this time I forced. Last year I forced myself to because um, there was a brother from the Congo, and he was talking about you know what what the Congolese youth are doing to fight against the government and fight against Caucasoids and all that sort of stuff to try to regain you know control of their sanity and, and some of their resources. And one of the beautiful things that he shared was how the Congolese youth, and, and some other youth too, I think uh, uh, youth, youth from Liberia, he had multiple, he shared websites where they are using hip-hop to, to, to educate, empower, um, and, and some would even say, anti- well, educate and empower the larger masses, and some would say antagonize the governments, um, to get them to do things differently and to get um, other youth and other folks that like hip-hop to um, use their history and their culture as a means of um, pride and as also well uh, as a means of um, revolting against um, the craziness that's going on in their particular countries. And so that was real, real cool. Um, you know, some of the stuff he could translate for us, like with the, with the um, folks from the Congo um, he was able to translate a little bit stuff from uh, for us, but then he also just gave us, you know, other websites and the images and stuff that they were using, Malcolm X images, red, black, and green images, um, and then their own cultural images, but in a positive light. That that was that was a very very um, high moment for me for that from the conference. Um, so there's always always good stuff at the Sankofa conference. So please come on through if you can. Um, and also, um, hopefully the price hasn't went up. It's, I think it's about 150 bucks for all three days. Um, out of pretty much all the conferences that are there, outside of Achisai, which is free, <laughs> this is probably the most jam-packed of uncompromising African information for the lowest cost out of all of them. Out of ASCAC, out of uh, the Job Conference, out of... Um, the, the Association of Black Psychologists. Ah, that's what I didn't pull up. But that's happening in August. Actually, okay, don't get ahead of myself. So, yeah, so April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, Sankofa Conference, come on through. For more information, check back with me or hit me up in email, um, Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-301 at yahoo.com. In the subject line, put Africa's reascension so I don't think it's spam and not answer you. Um, once I get more information about it, 
I will definitely give it to y'all. Um, also, and I almost forgot about them, I think it's the first, and folks in the chat, y'all can um, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the first weekend of August from Thursday to Sunday, um, the Association of Black Psychologists, A.B. Side, will be back here um, again for, for and I forgot about them, so I don't have that information immediately pulled up like I did the other one. Um, okay, let me. Do, 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 do. Okay, okay. The 48th ABCI Annual International Convention will be August 10th through the 13th um, here in Arlington, Virginia. Um, and, and you know, for us D.C. folks, you know, we're like, ah, Virginia, no, but it's right, uh, it's right off the um, train line. And, you know, as more information comes out about that, um, that'll be shared. But and as it gets closer to the time and I get more information, we'll share it. But at least for right now, the Association of Black Psychologists, their 48th annual, wow, they have been around for a while, um, August 10th through 13th here in Arlington. Um, and the theme of the conference, I'm sorry, Elevating Ubuntu, the Essence of Being Human. And so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this publicly. ABCI right now has been able to function um, almost in duality in the sense that, of course, with, with a national association like this, you will have some Negroes there. There's going to be some Negro psychologists there, yeah. And you also will have, you know, just your pro-black, you know, um, type of psychologists understanding, you know, the difference between Afri us Africans and Caucasians and stuff like that. And so that's how they move within the psychological sphere. But you will also have your African-centered psychologists. So Baba Wade Nobles, um, Baba Kwaku, Burko I, he'll be there, I'm sure. Um, Naeem Akbar, for better or for worse, he'll be there. <clears throat> Dr. Kobe Cambone will probably be there. Um all of the African-centered psychologists that you know and love, hopefully, um, will probably be there, um, and you get to chop it up with them and things like that. And so I said that to say, elevating Ubuntu, the essence of being human. Human, as is understood properly, especially by our African-centered psychologists, means, of course, being an African human. Human, African human, we were the first people on the planet. We set the definition of what it means to be a human being. Caucasoids taking over stuff have now revised, <laughs> changed, messed up that definition of what it means to be human. But we, the first people on the planet, were the people who first defined just by living, we ain't write a whole bunch of stuff, you know, before Kemet and all that, but by living in the civilizations that we created, small-scale civilizations, again, I'm talking before Kemet, uh, just by our living was the definition of being human. And so Brother, brother um, 
Dr. Wade Nobles, Kwaku Burko I, is very, very good and very, very articulate in expressing that distinction. So when he says the word human, he's meaning African human, <laughs> and he's talking to and about us. I, Since I've been to some of these their conferences in the past, I cannot attest that that same definition of what it means to be human will be expressed by every single psychologist who will be there. Because, like I say, some of them are still Negroes, and some of them are still dealing with a pro-black ideology. Um, for whatever reason, they still haven't come all the way into um, African-centered psychology yet. But, you know, hopefully some of them are getting there. And so I don't want to set it up like, you know, this this conference will, it will be 100% magnificent. You know, you, you'll have to go if you don't come. And this one is pricey as well. This is an international one, and 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 let me. <laughs> I don't want to start by giving y'all prices, but <clears throat> student member, if you register before April first, you only got to pay 110 bucks. Student member, if you pay, um. Up until July 1st, it goes up to 135. Student member, if you pay any time after July 2nd, it goes up to 150. Um, if you're not, if if you're just, if you're a professional, if you're a professional non-member. Then the prices are three fifty, three seventy five, and four twenty five for those four days. If you're a student but not a member of ABSI, it's the early bird rate is one fifty, um, the middle rate is one seventy five, and then um, past July second is two hundred. Um, so if you need all those price breakdowns, you know just go to absi.org. A-B-P-S-I dot O-R-G and you can get all the information, all the price breakdowns of that particular conference. Um, I do feel that it's worthwhile to go to again to to rub shoulders with um, the African Senate psychologists and to see if more people are um, becoming learned in the systems in the traditional systems and then fusing that with their particular psychological or behavioral practice. Like I say, I do know of about two or three who've been doing it, and I can't wait to go just to see if there are so more people that will be doing it. Um, oh, and I can't forget um, Dr. Haight, um, Dr. Essie Ramu, who we've had on the show and that he was well-received and folks have been downloading the show. I think we got about 500 downloads from that show now, so he'll really appreciate that. He's, you know, been a psychologist for a long, long time. Well, he was a psychologist, sorry, private practice and everything. He'll be there as well. Um, and, of course, the um, D.C. chapter representative, um, um, Sister Phoebe, um, Afia, excuse me, um, and Billy Shaka, she'll be there. And I will segue into a future show. Um, if not the end of February, maybe early March after they get back from South Africa, 
my good friend Tashango and Billy Shaka um, will be on the show. We, we're going to get him on the show, um, a magnificent African-centered educator um, who was unfortunately recently, and we, we talked about this in, some, in a past broadcast, was let go from um, Howard Middle School for teaching too, basically for teaching too much African information at a historically black college and university. As stupid as that sounds, he and two other people were let go for teaching too much black stuff at a quote-unquote black college and university. And so he's already circled the wagons talking about that, and we've, you know, put his stuff out on our FACIA book page and all that. So now he has been um, circling the wagons, dealing with his ideas for advanced sovereignty-based education for black families and specifically African children. And so... If you, ah, uh, God, I don't want to, I don't, I want to spell it because I'll butcher it. <sighs> hmm. I'll just leave it there. He, he, he's been on Harambe Radio. He's been on other blog talk shows, um, talking about stuff. But we're going to get him on our show, um, hopefully to hone in on his advanced techniques. Because when I heard him speak, um. Face, face to face when he did a, a lecture here not too long ago. Um he was only able to get to the beginning state the beginning examples and one or two intermediate examples. He was on another show for about three hours and he got through the beginning and he got through the intermediate and I don't think he hit the advance. And so, you know, we'll have all that information as far as links on our show page once he confirms. But I will want to specifically get him to lay out some of his advanced information and advanced techniques um, because, again, one of the main thrusts here of Africa's reascension is to be above the fray uh, and the muck and the mire and all that sort of stuff. Almost every show that's here on Blog Talk is, is beginning-level stuff. And I'm sorry, everybody is not at the beginning level. And so we have, you know, good relations with folks who do give that information, and you've got to have that information. But who is dealing with the folks that already got to begin that information already and they're ready to, to up the ante, up the psychological discourse, up their own personal information, up their community-based organizing just from – you know, shared oppression and black skin, all that sort of stuff. So we have attempted to set our show apart to be an intermediate and advanced show of African-centered information, theoretical and practical information. And so I want to get him to focus on the advanced stuff that he hasn't been able to fully um, put out um, for, you know, just myriad reasons and and. and he is an African educator in the true sense, so he tells a lot of stories, and, you know, he'll answer the question with a story and a folk tale and about 15 proverbs. And while that's great, within certain time constraints, you can't get through you know, all the information that you want to. So I want him to be able to do all that sort of stuff, 
but start from the advance. You know, we'll see how it goes. He might want to at least touch on one or two of the beginning, intermediate, and then get to advance. You know, it, we're going to go with the flow. So hopefully we'll have him for the full three hours so he can get it in like it's supposed to be gotten into. And so, yes, yeah, so um, that should be a future show again um, after they get back from South Africa. That's where they're at now. Um either the end of February or or somewhere in the beginning of March, definitely before March 20th. Wow, that went on for far longer than I thought that I wanted to. And I still got one more update to give you. So that's what happens when you ain't been around for a while. (laughs) Got too much stuff to catch up on. And and we try to, you know, just use the first 30 minutes to catch up and then get into stuff. But so, I'm sorry, y'all. How to make a Negro Christian. For regular listeners of the show, especially listeners of our show from 2015 Gregorian calendar, the book has exploded. Exploded. We've been hitting a mark of, well, no, let me say it this one. For the month, okay, we, this book, my book, How to Make a New York Christian, has been in the top five within their religion and spirituality section. I want to say since May June of last year, it stayed and fluctuated, you know, within the top five for that whole rest of 2015. January 1st, 2016, Gregorian calendar, you all finally did it. We finally did it. And it was number one for that entire month. Right now, As we speak, for February, or at least last time I checked because their site's been tripping, um, two, three days ago, How to Make a Negro Christian within their religion and spirituality section is presently still the number one book for the month of February. Halfway through the month now, and it is the number one book in that section. Specifically on February 8th, I don't know how the stars and the moons and the planets were aligned on February 8th, but 70 books, 7-0, were sold in that one day alone by multiple people. It wasn't just one order of 70. I'm seeing like 8 5 six, 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 one, one, one. you know, 70 books were sold on that day alone. From December, maybe even November, November up until right now at least, let's just say November through January, at least 10 people a day have been open to the information within how to make a Negro Christian. 10 people a day for the past three, four months have been open to this information within my 2006 book, How to Make a Negro Christian. 
still being talked about because they are methodically going through it um, at, at, at the, the, the Karast um, Temple of um, African Spiritual Science out in Los Angeles. So from <clears throat> from 12 to 1.30 um, Eastern Time, if you want to sit in um, via Ustream on, on their class on my book, just go to Ustream.tv and type in KRST, and that will take you to their site. And, and, and it will take you – you click the live button, and it will take you to their class on my book. That's still going on, and that's still a very humbling experience because I think that's just so, so cool. Um, and I need to – I haven't put this up on Face A book yet. If you're in the D.C. area and you want to get my book, you can go it's, – it's finally now in Sankofa Bookstore and Cafe. Um, we got five copies in there. Well, no, four, because right when we put them in there, somebody saw it and sold it on site. So that was that was real, real cool. Um, so they got four left last I checked. Um, and so go on and sell those out so I can get Brother um, Hiley some more. Um, if you're in the Baltimore area, they got them up at everyone's place. Um, hopefully he'll be hitting me up for an order. Um, soon so we can get that to you So we can get those to them So yeah, so if you're here in D.C. You can go to Sankofa Like I want to say 29th in Georgia 28th in Georgia, somewhere like that um, If you're up in Baltimore um, I don't have that address on me But just type in everyone's place And that will give you the information You're up in Baltimore um, You can get them there But of course, if, if you don't feel like doing all that You can Go to lulu.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U-3-0-1. Um, and it's just phenomenal. And, and just Madasi, I, I need to, Madasi na anum opimpim. Excuse me. Madasi na anum opimpim. Opimpim. That's thank you times five million <laughs> because the, the the sales have just been through the roof on that book as of recent and 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 it's phenomenal it's phenomenal and I thank all of the different factors um including the birth of, of my beautiful daughter as as one of quite a few factors of why that has happened um because the African proverb is those who have children have wealth and Definitely there's some coincide, coinciding with her birth and, 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 and the book just blowing up. Like I said, it's been around since 2006. So just Madasi na thank you times 5 million to everyone who is seeing value in this book for the folks who are ordering multiple copies and, 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 and giving them as gifts to other folks. And even Madasi to the folks who hate it and who are buying it and who are burning it. Um, and go to lulu.com slash kamal301 to get it because there are some folks, who I guess, who didn't like it and they're reselling it on Amazon, but they're doubling the price. The book is not $30. It's not $26.99. The book is $16.95. So get it from me directly so, so you, you, you're not being overcharged. Um, for my work And if you're in the chat Because you know YouTube I can't 
it would be crazy to try to give the um, their URLs. But we have created a nice, <laughs> funny, direct, and to-the-point um, book trailer for How to Make a Negro Christian. So, again, that you can just type in How to Make a Negro Christian um, or Negro Christian trailer or, or any combination like that, and, and you'll, you'll see us. You, you, you'll see the trailer is 40 seconds long, um, but it's, I think it's funny. And usually I would have created an MP3 so we could play it here over the show, but it, it, you got to see it to get the full effect of it. Just listening to it, you know, it'll be cool, and maybe, you know, for next week I'll still do it, but the, the visual is the best way to feel the full impact of, of, of what I think and what others think is a real cool um, commercial or a book trailer for the book. So um, go to YouTube, like I say, um, Negro Christian book trailer or how to make a Negro Christian um, trailer, and it's there, and it's pithy and witty and real quick, and I think it gets the point across. So, again, lulu.com slash Kamau, K-A-M-A-U 301. Um, Join the revolution or continue to pass that information along. And, um, yeah, so let me shut up now. I've went way over with all these intros and, 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 and events and stuff like that. Play some music, drink some of my tea. Um, and then we're going to come back, and we got quite a bit to say about Dr. Frances Cress Wilson and her passing and I have a personal story to share. I'm here in D.C. so I did know her um, on on a slightly personal level so I want to share that Um, talk briefly about the the 40 day celebration that just happened a few days ago and then give the information about her memorial service that will be here um, in, in March in a few weeks but then I also have um some choice words, some inflammatory words, some cuss words for all of the people who were speaking ill of her on the same damn day she passed. And I can't even, I'm glad, I was real close because I think it happened on like a Friday. I was real close to doing a show that Sunday, but it would have just all been expletive laden because I was just so heated. And so I've calmed down a bit from there, but I still got to get some stuff off my chest um, about how MFs just denigrated her. Even if you don't like her, wait two weeks. I mean, oh, but anyway, I'm going to be calm, be calm. So, yes, so we're about to shut up now, and we're going to play. uh, (laughs) If you've got some youngins listening, you may not want them to hear this song because it's called F.U. by Wise Intelligence. And with a lot of the stupidity that has been going on, in the past few days um, with with Beyonce and a Super Bowl and a video and Flint, Michigan, charging, threatening to um, 
charge people for that poisonous water, um, for just just a whole bunch of stupidity that's been going on. I think this song is appropriate, and and Brother Wise might need to do a part two of it because there has been a lot more people who need some um, FUs. Um, but yes, yeah, so we you know, play that and then come on back and and share Kamal's take on on the life and legacy of um, Dr. Fresh Chris Wilson here at Africa's Real Central. Take the kid his way. Three, two, one. Fuck Steve Harvey, fuck Paula D, fuck Charles Barkley, fuck the mainstream. How the fuck you saying sorry to the white bitch team, but the great and don't apologize to these black queens. Fuck Iggy and Delia, fuck rap magazines, fuck white folk money, fuck Jimmy Ivey. Niggas got diabetes, fuck cake, fuck cream, fuck the edited version, fuck keeping shit clean. Fuck Dan Wilson and fuck how that sound, that fuck didn't give a fuck about Mike Brown. Fuck Grand Jury, fuck Sundown Town, fuck Dylan Sympathetic when a cop shot down. Fuck concentrated poverty, apartheid porn, fuck CNN, fuck corporate news. Fuck Diamond and fuck Cracker Ass Penny Fuck a piece of white people, fuck elephants in the room Giuliani, Bill O'Reilly, Fox News, Joe Pataki, Chris Christie, Sarah Palin, Michelle Blackman, Rush Limbaugh Trying to be the first black anything here Fuck men who fuck men Fuck you and your queer peers Fuck a tea party full of saucy ass crackers Fuck anything spoken from a dumbed down rapper Fuck niggas who think money make a dumb nigga snark Fuck crackers who pay the method back when assholes talk Fuck over for being scared of what white might think If she open a school here to teach young black queens Fuck beats and fuck rape for giving 35 million to a school Full of overfed rich white children Fuck integration and fuck the leading black Fuck capitulation sincerely, fuck that Fuck Eminem, fuck poacher appropriators Fuck Macklemore, fuck children of slave traders Fuck Democrats and fuck Republicans Fuck America and the Republic for which it stands Jefferson, Abe Lincoln, Richard Nixon, Lennon Johnson, Ronald Reagan, Bill Bush, Barack Obama Niggas who try to blame Mike Brown for his own death Fuck cops who taste kids in the face for petty theft Fuck the cops who shot Ayanna Jones and she slept Fuck cops who murder blacks who were white, they make arrests Fuck Reagan and the prison industrial complex Fuck black on drugs and fuck being oppressed Fuck the ICC and the IMF Fuck your kleptocracy, fuck your codified death Fuck every single one of you haters of black flesh Fuck Europe, fuck England, fuck the entire West Fuck devils on the right, fuck devils on the left Wait for me to give a fuck, don't hold your fucking breath Fuck fear in the police, fuck changing the way I dress If black lives matter, fuck a peaceful protest Fuck more body cam, fuck sensitivity training, fuck marching and complaining and practice who ain't changing. Viacom, BT, MTV, Universal, Warner Brothers, Interscope, Sony Music. It's free. 
beat in my death, the heart that beat in my chest Won't let me stop until one of us is bleeding to death I been with my brothers, I can say that I love them Cause it's black people, we're all responsible for each other The kids you make, you're screaming blood clots Dominicans with no socks, the only difference between us Is the boat stop, don't let them confuse you You're just letting them use you, believing everything they tell you That there's something that fools do Take a moment and look and just open the book The people that they say was great was just killers and crooks George Washington owned over 300 slaves, but this is the land of the free and the home of the brave. I want to dig him out of the grave and shoot him right in his face. Put a needle in his vein and just inject him with AIDS. Some people try to tell me forget about the past. I can shoot you right now and forget about your ass. How we gonna forget about 400 years? All the blood, sweat, and tears, and the murder, and the kids, killing men and the women, and nobody did a bit. Better scrap off the table in the stomach of a pig. I still feel the pain of those murders and slain on the body. I'm up both being shackled and chained. I'm a friend to the demon, so as long as I'm breathing, no more getting over. Now it's time to get even. Time to organize the people with your clicks and crew. Time to bring it to the soup and the boys in blue. I do what I gotta do and just deliver the facts. They putting bricks by the stacks on the back of the blacks. We better organize as we want to survive. Cause I'm a being free to fight until the day that I die. All right. We are back here at Africa's Reascension. This is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. I also forgot, if you want to see the book trailer right here, I put it on the um, show page here. So so if, you, if you're listening, you're at your computer, but you're not in the chat room, you can just um, pull up the show page and then the first right there in the um, link, <clears throat> right there, on the episode information, we've got the link to the trailer, so you can check that out. Because, again, y'all know how YouTube is. It's just weird as far as saying it. <laughs> Not just simple, you know, YouTube.com slash blah, blah, blah. It's like capital letters, numbers, symbols, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, so if you want to check that out, you know, either Google those Google words, those 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 keywords that I mentioned, or just Come on here, Africa's Reascension, our show page, and we got it right there up top for you. This particular show, we got it right there on top for you. So, yeah. Dr. Francis Crest Wilson. Spirit to Human, March 18th, 1935. Human to Spirit, January 2nd, 2016, Gregorian calendar. Um, They just had her 40th day ascension ceremony. Um, And what that is within a few um, traditional African groups, but specifically for here at the Akan, there are certain key increments of time when you should have a celebration, if you will, for a recently deceased person. And so 40 to 42 days is, is, you know, that first well, that second, you know, you you do, you know, you have the funeral and the wake and all that sort of stuff. But after that, the 40 or 42 days is that first, 
main time marker um, that you do something for someone who's recently departed. Um, one beautiful thing that I heard to, to, to help explain why you do that is that um, for a person to transition on the other side, it's 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 a hard journey for them. And they are still deeply connected to this physical plane. And tears of their loved ones, of, of, of people who knew them and who loved them, help them on their journey to the other realm, to Asamando, to um, ancestorhood and ancestorship. And I want to say I want to say it's forty days, eighty days, and then one hundred and twenty days. Don't don't fully quote me on that. I'm sorry, I don't know it exactly. I know the forty one. <clears throat> but on each of those increments, people get together, and it's a celebration. Um, you know, talking positively about them, sharing the stories, um, keeping their name alive, and crying. All of those things help release them, if you will, or, or to, uh, let me say it differently, help aid them in their journey. To, to No, I can't say release. Release them from this physical plane and to make the journey to the next plane a little bit better, all of those things. If those things don't happen, if folks aren't crying for them, if folks aren't remembering their name, if folks aren't speaking, you know, good about them, if, you know, it's just eh, they didn't have a chance to be an earthbound spirit. Or they may have a chance to, their energy just, I want to say dissipate because then you you get into energy that's neither created nor destroyed. <laughs> um, so, I, but on the realm of spirit, there's different stuff that happens that doesn't necessarily conform to um, all of the physical plane laws. So I don't I I don't want to get too African philosophical here. But if all of that isn't done. They can either be an earthbound spirit or they can be forgotten. And then if they're forgotten, they have, you know, no no um, way of, of having Babra, of coming back um, reincarnationally from an African sense. And so the Akan specifically have created these, you know, or were shown to do these specific rituals at these specific times to, again, help aid the um, newly departed person in their journey to the other side. And so, unfortunately, I was not able to attend the 40-day um, ascension ceremony. It is online. <clears throat> it's about four hours long, so if you do want to see the whole thing, you know, maybe do it in chunks or, um, or just, you know, 
clear out some time to go ahead and watch it. It's um, let me where to go. I just oh there. So it's at livestream.com, L-I-V-E-S-T-R-E-A-M, excuse me, livestream, one word, .com, slash accounts, A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S, slash 713-9363. Livestream.com slash accounts slash 713-9363. That does, it will send you directly to the Union Temple Livestream account. And I'm doing this right now to make sure I'm giving you all all the accurate information. And what they do is they um, stream all of their Sunday services. And so if you just scroll down a little bit when you're on that page, it'll say Ascension for Dr. Wilson to 11:16, and then you can watch it directly from there. Um, or as they say, you can go to livestream.com, search for Union Temple, and then that will take you to the page, and then you would click their events and then just scroll down to see the um, Ascension Ceremony of Dr. Wilson. Um, for, for for everyone, if you weren't able to make it or if you were there and you still want to um, experience and, and hear the real legacy of this great woman outside of some of the BS that was done, but I'm getting ahead of myself again. Um, And also, there will be, it was supposed to have happened in January, and then during that exact weekend that they were going to do it, um, the, the, the snowpocalypse here in D.C., the, the 20 inches <laughs> in, in, in D.C. came, and so they had to uh, move the memorial service um, to March 19th, a day after, you know, what would have been her birthday. So March 19th, um, that's a Saturday, from 1 to 4 at Metropolitan AME Church, 1518. M Street, 1518 M Street Northwest here in the district. Now, I haven't got confirmation for this, so this is just Kamal's own little conspiracy theory. It was originally scheduled for um, the, the, the Creighton Auditorium on Howard's campus, the campus where she used to um, teach before they fired her for her ideas that she published in the ISIS papers. Um, And and I hope This is just me talking No confirmation here I hope they didn't kick her In this service out the hall Because they still Are trying to distance themselves From Dr. Wilson I hope it was just A a, a booking thing An oversight in the booking thing 
or because I've heard I haven't been there. I've heard oh Crampton um, Auditorium it, it is a huge place, so it would have been big enough to house um, all of the people that want to come and do their well wishes or whatnot. So I hope. <laughs> I, I hope on Ra that there was not any any stupid, highly Negro reasons why they didn't hold the memorial service on Howard's campus and, and they just moved it because of overbooking or oversight or stuff like that. So and and y'all know me, if I find out that it was, I will definitely let y'all know and put whoever it was on blast or put the university on blast because, uh, hey. Um, but, yeah, so it got moved. And, again, the memorial services for Dr. Wilson will be Saturday, March 19th from 1 to 4 at Metropolitan AME Church, 1518-1518 M Street, North. West. Um, I do plan on being in attendance there, especially since I wasn't able to make it to the uh, 40 day ascension celebration. One of the better pieces that was done speaking on Dr. Wilson. Um, Our great friend who was on our show and is just a good friend in general. Um, he, uh, Dr. Carr, Dr. Um, Kamathi Carr, wrote a nice piece. Um, was it for Ebony? Ah, I think it was for Ebony. Um, Yeah, it was for Ebony. But then if you just type in um, Kamathi and Welsing and then scroll down a little bit, go to his his Twitter page, and then on the side he's got the link to it where um, he wrote a piece, Dr. Francis Chris Welsing, looking back at her call to uproot racism. Um, he did one of the more fair and balanced um, pieces on her. Okay, I'm sorry, not his Twitter page. Dr. Grant Carr. Dot Squarespace. Dot com. So D R G R E G C A R R. Dot Squarespace. One word. Dot com. And that's his square. That's his website. And then you just scroll down. He's got a good. Talk about with um, on Dr. Carter G. Woodson, and then right under that, um, to the right, he's got um, Chris Wilson piece. Um, very good, very insightful piece. Um, and there have been a lot of tributes. Again, if you probably just type in Wilson here on Blog Talk, you'll see. You know, there's about six <laughs> um, different tribute shows to her. Uh, Kwesi Ajirfo, uh, Kwesi Ra, he he did one um, from his unique Akan perspective. Uh, Folks, you know, folks brought in 
I saw one show where um, Tony Browder and James Smalls and a few other folks um, had a whole tribute to her on a show. So, so there are a lot of good, well-meaning insider insider tributes to her. And 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 so if Dr. Wilson moved you, you fair listener, uh, like she moved me. You definitely want to check out some of those other tributes, um, some of those insider tributes to her. The reason why I keep emphasizing, no, I don't want to go there yet. I say this: I'm saying insider tributes because there was some other things said by outsiders by folks not in the nationalist movement, by folks who barely or half-ass or not at all just heard what other folks said about her book um, and talks and had a whole bunch of ignorant and stupid stuff to say, and we're going to address that briefly. But now I want to talk about um, just my own personal interactions with her. So, of course, you know, um, I knew of Dr. Wilson, you know, way, way back in my West Coast San Diego days, you know, read ISIS papers. Uh, liked a lot of it. Some of it didn't job with me, but not enough, you know, just to, you know, throw the book away and say she was a kook and crazy like some other MS did. But anyway, um, but I, I, I really liked a lot of what she had to say. And, you know, for a lot of folks that, that was and for some is still a, a highly pivotal book um, for them. And, and you know, so, so yeah, so we, we, I've read it and chopped it up and liked some stuff, didn't like a little bit of some other stuff, you know, but kept it moving. Get here to D.C., and then I hear that, you know, every Thursday when it was warm, up at Howard, you know, she would teach class basically from seven until they kicked her out <laughs> for about seven to nine, seven to ten or so up in Blackburn. And so a few times, you know, I checked it out so I could hear her and see her, you know, get the book signed, all that sort of stuff. And she would always have handouts of, you know, um, current day information that, that, that still um, fell within her thesis of the ISIS papers. And so she was always good on keeping her work current. Even, you know, that's the only book that she ever wrote. And and when we had chopped it up, I'm getting ahead of myself, you know, she was saying that she was trying to work, you know, on a, on a second part and, and that there was just, you know, a lot of material. But, you know, her main thing was folks deal hadn't fully understood the first one yet. And so that's why she, she would beat that drum. And she was consistent with it. And and so, yeah. But, you know, that had been the totality of my interactions with her. Once, twice, maybe three times, you know, went up to Howard, heard her, heard her lecture there, stuff like that. So it was like, okay, cool. I get to a particular plantation job, a bookstore, um, and come to find out, she popped in. And so I was like, oh, snap, that's Dr. Watson, you know. So, you know, went up and said hi to her and chopped it up, whatever, whatnot. You know, didn't want to bother her too much, you know, da-da-da. So I, I let it go. 
And come to find out, she was a regular at the store. So I saw her up there, you know, once a month, maybe once every two months, three months, something like that. And it is there where she, you know, knew who I was, um, where where I shared, you know, that I'm on your side, we dance, I know your information, I love your information, all that sort of stuff. Um, she even picked up a copy of my book, um, so she knew about that. And so um, sometimes when she would come in, she would give me um, articles of stuff that she was researching and looking into, and what I would do is if I saw some books that would come in that that I felt she would, you know, would fall into her realm of research, I would definitely put them aside for her so she could look and see if she wanted to pick them up. I remember there was one dealing with, you know, white nationalism in America, and, you know, and she really appreciated that one because she hadn't, had that one before, didn't know it was around. And so so that was our exchange for a while. And then after she continued to come in, because I worked there for a while, and she, you know, got more comfortable with me, we would go try to go off to the side or somewhere and, and talk about stuff, you know, directly in the store. I would share with her, you know, the Negroes that was working with me <laughs> and, and all that craziness. And, um, she then shared the craziness that was um, affecting her. And as a quick note, I am going to stay away from conspiracy theories here. There was one show, I don't know if it was Blog Talk or Harambe or someone else, they dedicated an entire show to their conspiracy theory that um, the problems that she laid out to me was the cause, the direct cause of her passing. I can't confirm or deny that. So I, there's enough stuff that we can blame on Jews to where I don't know if that is, was the direct, because it had been going on for a while. And so let me tell you what I'm talking about. So so after I would share some personal stuff with her, then she shared that um, the Jewish day school uh, that that she had been next to took up even more property than they had originally agreed upon to take up. And so no longer were there trees and, like, a, I think a nice-sized playground between no, the uh, trees and other things in between her house and the playground of the school, they got rid of those trees and basically the sound buffer. So all of the noise of the playground was directly next to her house. And she tried to, you know, nicely talk to him and tell him to calm down. Um, and, of course, with Carcass Race, that didn't work. So she was in the process of trying to sue them to move back 10 feet, to try to put that, replant the trees, to try to give her her sound piece and sanity back. And so, you know, she had a lawyer, and, you know, the first go around, you know, she had, uh, I think there were some protesters who went out and, 
you know, protesting school or whatnot, and I think that generated a little, you know, local news buzz or whatnot. Caucasoids, honorable, not honorable, honorary Caucasoids, these small hats, as they're called, <laughs> by some of us, uh, didn't budge and didn't move. And they basically was like, screw you, nigga. <laughs> we going to do what we want to do. And so she, we had chopped it up. And so she had gotten with me to see if I could rally up some more folks for some more protests and like a second wave. And at that time, I had even knew someone who was um, a paralegal. And I was going to get them on board to, you know, maybe see if there was any way to help out that particular attorney that was on the case. And, you know, and so she had me on standby. And so I'm making calls and I'm, you know, trying to figure out the best times to do stuff and, you know, when we should have some meetings and strategy, all that sort of stuff. And it was on standby. And so then one day we were chopping it up and I was leaving that plantation early. And so she was like, see, do you need a ride home? I can give you a ride home. Or at least, no, I can give you a ride to, you know, the closest um, train station that's, you know, in between where where my house is and stuff. You know, it's like, sure, you know, yeah, no problem. And when she gave me the ride, she shared with me that the brother attorney that she had decided to take himself off the case. He really didn't give a real good explanation to why. He just left the case. And, you know, Dr. Wilson, <laughs> she, she ain't no fool. She pretty much figured out that that Jews had gotten to her because it was picking up traction again. It was back in the newspapers, um, and 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 it, it, it was all over social media, you know, folks had created, you know, uh, I, I think a, a, an awareness page, a donation page, all that sort of stuff. So information was getting out to a wide body of people. Um, folks were coming, you know, from Maryland and Virginia down to help with the protests, and she was getting a lot of, you know, support as far as, you know, whenever you need us, you know, we could do stuff. So I was going to coordinate with that group, and we was just, you know, we didn't know exactly what she wanted us to do, like I said, we were on standby, but we knew we were mobilized. We were ready to be mobilized to do something. And the lawyer decided to leave the case. And and you could see when she shared that, you could just see not that the fight had left her, but she was very dejected because now she had to go back and try to find another lawyer with a stronger backbone, another black lawyer with a strong, a stronger backbone who could be able to stand up to the Jews and their Jew tactics and all that sort of stuff. And she really didn't want to go through that again. She just wanted peace when she went to hell home. Um, and so, you know, it, it was on, like I say, it was on standby and eventually she was like, you know what, I, 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 I'm sort of stuck at what to do, and, and and you know, we, we never were able to do anything from our ends on, on that level, you know, 
with with, with her blessing. Because <laughs> some, <laughs> some of the folks I was talking to, it's like, hey, let's go ahead and just do something anyway. And, and I ain't going to go into all the different ideas that, that, that had came across our head. But, um, but we was like, no, we want to do something with her blessing. We don't want to, you know, make anything worse for her because she's trying to do it the legal route and all that sort of stuff. And so it really hurt her that, that the lawyer um, pulled out and, and that she basically had to start from ground zero, re-explain the case and all the different dimensions and stuff. And a lot of lawyers were scared because she was a proud race woman and didn't have a problem with it and would debate caucasoids, you know, if they wanted to and was, you know, nationally known, speaking all over the country, you know, Phil Donahue and, you know. Some folks didn't want to touch her. It was almost like she was white ball. And so, you know, when the conspiracy folks say that it was all of that that led to the two strokes that she had the day before that she passed, it may have some merit to it. Maybe it just all finally built up and, and you know. Or, you know, she was in her 80s. And, and, and I mean, she was still of good health. I remember the last time I had saw her, it was, it was at St. Colson. She was with um, three other um, women, and they was chopping it up and stuff, and, you know, she she was still walking fine, always a sound mind, so, so you know, that was, had been some time ago from the time that she had passed, but, um, but yeah, so, so she was with um, Tony Browder and, and um, a few other folks, and she had had a stroke, um, that put her in a coma. Then she had another stroke, and and then shortly after that, um, she passed. And so, it also sort of sucks. Just again, on a on a on a personal level for me, in the sense that, you know, of course, folks was asking, "Hey, you got a radio show after this reascension? When are you gonna have Dr. Wesson on? Of course, you're gonna have Dr. Wesson on." And that that was a thought, and of course I did want to have her on the show, but me being a knucklehead, it was like you know you know I hate to use this phrase, I sort of took it for granted that she'd be around. So you know once I had went ahead and put out the call that that, that she would go ahead and come on and. That's why it's when when you get ideas like that and, and, and you're, you know, especially blessed to be in the same area with somebody like that, you know, you got to hop on it. Um, and then, especially when being in the 80s, I should have – so, yeah, so um, – let me take the energy that I'm feeling now for missed opportunities and, and redirect it <laughs> in a different way. We've got about 13 minutes left in the show. Um, don't know if we're going to have overtime, um, but I do want to get all of what I'm about to say now in. All of what I'm about to say now is going to be heavily expletive-laden heavily curse language will be used because 
that's how I feel, and and, and that's the energy. With with the amount of vitriol that was put out, that 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 that's how I'm going to return it. So again, if if folks got their children listening, um, probably for the remainder of the show, you want to um, take them away because, yeah. Um, so like we said, she passed January second. That same damn day, motherfuckers was writing hate words about her. The worst stuff that I saw, well, no, let me not even go. The worst stuff that I saw came from Confused gender folks Specifically the men Who have lost all their masculinity And think the totality of reality Is getting something shoved up their rectum There was one brother in particular Who had put up a uh, on, on his face CIA book page And Something to the effect of Let's all celebrate the witches. Some crazy shit like that. And I was, and 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 I told myself that I should screen cap all of this stuff. But but I, he 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 eventually took it all down. He, I want to say maybe twenty four forty eight hours later, he took it all down. So I only was able to capture uh, the the uh, uh, the first the the screenshot of the first page. This motherfucker is like some confused gender bodybuilder type who who has basically been trying to pull Tyler Perry out of the closet, and he was saying he was a homosexual lover with him and stuff. And so I think I remember his name. I don't even think I want to say his name because I don't want to give that bastard any other play outside of what I'm saying now. But if you do some Googling with what I just gave you, his gumpy-looking ass will come up. But like I say, he got at least enough pushback, or or maybe folks reported him and, and, and Facebook made him pull it down. But he created it. But then, of course, all of the other um, fruit fly booty bumpers Jumped in and was like, "Yeah, I'm glad she's dead. Cause she was speaking ill of homosexuality, and 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 she's talking about the totality of the revolution is in black children, the birth of black children. What the hell is she talking about?" And and they was slamming, you know, the straight black pride movement and that stupid and ignorant and 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 I'm I. I the, the the stuff that those confused people said was was I mean beyond disrespectful. On the same day that she had passed, the body had probably not even gotten. It was still lukewarm. I mean, how disrespectful can you be? And you want us straight people. 
straight revolutionaries to accept you in our movement, when you say stupid bullshit like that on the same day that one of our sheroes passed, and you want us to look at you as an equal revolutionary in this struggle, first of all, that shit ain't flying because we're trying to create strong black families, man, woman, children. So that automatically would disqualify your confused gender asses. But then secondly, the depravity of your, of your nonsensical death choice has seeped into the, 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 the shrunken brains of some of y'all to be so fucking disrespectful to speak ill of somebody like that on the same damn day that she passed. And on top of that, the, 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 the confused gender piece is a small piece of the larger ISIS papers book and discourse. And it's a small piece of the larger message that she was putting out when she spoke nationwide and elsewhere. And there were some people who attempted to totally dismiss her and everything she did because she spoke out on the death-style choice of confused genderism. But then also, if not the same day, maybe the day after, there were folks who exposed themselves as not reading her book, but then there was also a piece in Black Agenda, the Black Agenda Report, slamming Dr. Wilson and her um, genetic survival, genetic annihilation piece. I don't, I, I personally don't see how Black folks. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you had the critique. So so okay. So you had the gender confused folks come out and slam her. You had this asshole from Black Agenda Report. And I usually like stuff from Black Agenda Report. And, 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 and it, it wasn't from Glenn Ford, it was from some, some other body that that I hope they yeah, I ain't gonna yeah. But he was attacking and critiquing the um, genetic annihilation piece. And, and I don't know if, if he's the same person or if it was somebody different, but then you had the freaking socialists, the, 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 you know, the black socialists, that moribund group that should have died a long time ago. They came out and, and, and speaking out against her. I want to say 24, 48 hours within her passing, the body is just now fucking cold and saying that she, her book derailed the, um, or helped derail um, folks looking at uh, the, 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 the socialist agenda and, and black radical action, as they called it, and got, got folks caught up in in um 
you know, um, black family. They actually had a critique. She took it away from black radical action and socialism to getting us trying to focus on the family as as the solution to our problems. They use that as a critique. If a motherfucker is trying to kill you, wipe you off the planet, one of the ways to counter that is to have healthy black children. So that's something smart that she said. That wasn't the totality of the solution what she was talking about, but it was a piece of it. You need healthy black men and black women so they can create healthy black babies, children, and families. And these, this socialist, communist bastard used that as a negative to help smear and critique her. Twenty-four, forty-eight hours before she passed, and these fools still want to be taken seriously as revolutionaries and as people that want to bring up change. But yet, culturally, that's why—that's another reason. Here's another reason why just the economic piece alone, without the cultural piece, ain't shit. If your culture doesn't tell you to have enough respect for the dead, even if you disagree with them, at least wait a damn week before you critique them. Then we don't need your ass. And the socialists and the communists of black skin are only operating from European cultural values, so they don't even have the, the, the African cultural values within them to check themselves internally to be like, if I disagree with somebody that just passed who is big within a nationalist movement that I'm trying to get more people involved in with me, if, some of the, if one of those persons passed, I would at least have enough respect uh, two weeks after they pass, not within 24 to 48 fucking hours. You want to hurry up and get a piece out so you can say, hey, I was one of the first people to say, shut the hell up and sit down. None of you, none of y'all, if I got anything to say about it, will be accepted into the, the, the nation-building movement, because we, now we need to make a distinction between a revolutionary and a nation-builder, because revolutionaries just want to tear down the existing shit and, and, and either sort of, sort of reform it or, or maybe do something, create something new, revolution. But to use Quasi's language, they don't have a resolution. And they ain't talking nothing about building a nation other than everybody's money should be given to the state and then given out directly to everybody else, but no real solution. No, none of y'all will be accepted into the nation-building movement. We got 60 seconds left in the show. I'm going to keep going. Um, 760-454-1111 if you want to listen live. Ain't going to be too much longer. Um there was some other stuff I wanted to get into, but I'm going to leave it because I'm sort of upset right now. So I just want to get the rest of this out about Dr. Wilson, and we're going to um, wrap it up. But um, if these people were operating from the African mind, one, the totality of their existence wouldn't reside in their sexual organs. 
or their anus. Because technically the anus is not a sexual organ. The totality of your existence resides in your penis, vagina, or anus. You do not have a place in a African culturally based nation building movement. Period. Sensation versus culture. Sensation versus two, three hundred thousand years of existence. Sensation versus fighting against the Ma'afa. Sensation versus systemic white world domination. Are you fucking serious? Those are two things are in no way compatible, are in no way equal. And 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 no, 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 no. Communism, socialism, is not our system. It's a good methodology of critique, but it is not a life style. It does not tell you how to live. It does not give you rituals. It does not give you um, how to name your children. It doesn't give you ceremonies. It doesn't give you culture. It's just a fucking critique of capitalism. And black folks in the 20s looking for a, 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 a counter to capitalism ran to communism. Forgetting that they're both European-conceived systems. Adam Smith created the major tenets of capitalism. Marx, Stalin, Lenin, Trotsky, those bastards created the main tenets of communism slash socialism. All caucasoids, all crackers. Neither one of them knew any damn thing about Africa, African people, and African reality. George Padmore, who now some, some, some motherfucker is trying to come out and smear him. He, earlier in his life, did write a book called African Socialism, where he tried to fuse together as best as he understood the African way with this this Caucasoid system of socialism. So so you can dig through old bookstores, you know, um, not old bookstores, old books, you know, and and find that book. And he was a you know major proponent of trying to you know increase the the ranks of of black folks within the socialism piece back in the day. But his last major book was called Pan Africanism or Communism. And if you've read that book like I have, he <coughs> proudly says, no, we need to leave the hell communism alone and deal with pan-Africanism. Excuse me. And now there's some fool. And, and if the book wasn't $40, I would probably buy it just so I could read it and then – Put out a counterpiece because that's that's how I roll. 
I will go ahead and get your stuff, but then you might not like me getting your stuff because I will do a whole critique, um, breaking it down page by page. But anyway, there's a whole fool now that has come out and stolen his title and now saying Pan-Africanism and Communism and trying to show it in a positive light within the black community. And and unless he's just going to say that Pat Moore lied about the personal experiences that he shared in that book, and, and, and black, you know, these Russians and these so-called communists still calling them niggas, still treating them like second-class citizens, still not really listening to their ideas, still not seeing them as equals. Unless this fool is saying all that didn't happen and he just made it up, what the hell is he going to say? And he's not a contemporary Padmore because <laughs> he don't look 80s, like look about 50 maybe. So, so a lot of it is just going to be conjecture. But again, like I say, I haven't read it yet. I'm waiting for the price to come down, or 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 waiting for for um, nights of in hope to get a hold of that book, and then I, I'll get it that way, and then go through it and rip them a new one. But it is not a cultural system, as Amos Wilson says in our intro. We have been decultured. In a sense, the, 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 the Africa has been suppressed and beaten, and it's still in us, but it's deep, deep, deep down. And 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 we need more of us to help bring it out, so you can consciously and deliberately use it for for your uplift. So they did not beat it out of us, and it was not one hundred percent stripped away from us like Hogazoids beat us over in the head with that lie for years and years and years. And I used to believe it as well. Um, but now a few other folks are, are getting back on, are getting on the proper bandwagon um, that no, actually it never left us. It was always in us. We just needed more information and, and more faith and more experience with Africa proper to bring it back out of us and to be okay with expressing it and stuff like that. And, and again, Brother Kwesi Rise, real, real good over at the Jirafo, um blog talk show and, and talking about that and, 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 and bringing that to bear. But other folks are, are talking about it, have talked about it too. Marimba Ani, Let the Circle Be Unbroken, uh, Wade Nobles, um, again, Kobe Campbell. Just, there, there's a lot of folks that have done that, so. I didn't want this to become a rant against communism, socialism, but I do needed. To, I did need to bring that up just to say that it is a peak of capitalism, but that's all that it is. Julius Nyerere tried it in Tanzania and utterly failed. Everywhere communism slash socialism has been, it has failed. Probably the last best example that that was there until Raul has messed that up was 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 Cuba. But even even there, there there were certain more historical and political factors 
that that on some levels made that a failure. Um, a system of critique, it is not a way of life, and that's that's where I was going. This African centered Achisan, this this reversion that we're talking about. is getting us back in line with our African selves. And it does contain rituals. It does contain names for you and names for your children. It does contain um, life cycle rituals. It does contain, you know, holy days and taboo days and taboo things. It does contain all of that. It is a lifestyle. It is a culture from top to bottom. If you want to have a socialist or communist critique to capitalism, that's fine. But to call yourself as a black person a socialist or a communist is idiotic because it's just a critique of an economic system. It doesn't tell you what your name is. It doesn't tell you where your histories, experience, and culture lies. It doesn't tell you any of that. And so if it doesn't tell you any of that, then you'll be operating on the culture system that's dominating you at the time, wherever you are on the planet. So if you're in America, you're dealing with the American Caucasoid cultural system, which then has the which then has as the as as a idea once you're dead you go and now that you go we can say anything about you because you can't say nothing back about you <laughs> and that is exactly how those black skin socialist bastards reacted twenty four to forty eight hours after Dr. Wilson passed. And that level of disrespect has no place in any type of um, nation building or, or liberatory efforts for black people, period. And the, the, the confused gender piece where you, you are a sensation over being black. You are a sensation, a confused gender sensation over all the, over the, the Ma'as and all that. That is the primary goal and reason for your existence. I am not fighting Caucasoid reality for you to be free to to trib or have anal relations with whoever you want. And then that's supposed to be if 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 you are able to do that across the board and no one will say anything, then that's the totality of your existence fulfilled and, and that's your liberation right there. Still won't address systematic white world domination. That still won't address us needing to have a nation of our own that we control from top to bottom, set the policies, create the infrastructure, hard and soft, 
all the money is within our nation, all that, that those two things, no. And there are fools that are trying to fight their way in and bash the single black single black pride movement, and 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 I knew there was a reason why I was sort of distanced from the whole Black Lives Matter thing. But then when I found out about its founders, and then when I found out about its mission statement, I was like, ah, that's why. I, I, I ain't trying to be affiliated with none of them because it's all about confused gender rights for black folks above, above everything else. I mean, that's like one of the first damn things in the mission statement. I'm like, really? Really? I would rather you be honest and say confused gender, confused black gender, confused lives matter. Be honest and do it that way because that's all you damn care about. Don't try to say black lives matter, but then you're going to come out against single black pride movement and, and other things that, that ain't even trying to deal with that, but they are liberation-minded. I'm, I'm slightly getting off, a little bit off topic, so let me bring it back to but it was those folks, confused gender folks in that vein, that had the worst vitriol to say about Dr. Wilson. When her critique of that death style was only a small piece of the stuff that she had to say throughout the nation and in ISIS papers. And I hope all of them who took the time on the same day of her passing to get to their keyboards and think that they were anonymously typing all that vitriol and slurs, I hope they all have horrible and painful deaths. Yes, I'm saying it. And I hope their names are forgotten, and I hope they are never remembered again. Because that level of disrespect you need to be gone from the planet, from the universe, from exist. Something wrong happened in your upbringing, and it and, and it the wiring got messed up, and and now you're going to spew it, thinking you're anonymous behind a keyboard, and and saying that that level of disrespect to somebody like that on the same. No, I have nothing nice to say about all those folks who chimed in disrespectfully. Um, about Dr. Wilson on January 2nd, the same day she passed. And I stand by what I just said, what I hope happens to them. And 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 if they kick my blog talk show off because one of them heard it, and then that that's how I'll go out and I will stand by that. And no, I will not come back and apologize. I will find another venue or I'll do it my damn self and create my own website because <laughs> I do have a URL and all that sort of stuff. So I will, a, a domain name. If if I'm kicked off of here, I'll just upload all the shows that I've saved and, 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 and 
just do a show and edit it and then upload it onto my my um, my own webpage and go from there. Because if they can say the stuff that they said and be able to get away with it and be okay with it, then what I just said about them, what I hope, what I hope happens to them, I should be able to say too and it'll be just fine. Freedom of speech, right? Freedom of speech, right? And if anybody took high offense to what I just said, then you should take higher offense to what was said about Dr. Francis Cress Wilson on her passing by these fools. And maybe I'm glad that I wasn't able to screenshot everything that was said, because if I was to reread all that again, then I would just get all mad again like I did. But So please, so... <clears throat> Now, what I wanted to do, the best part for me of the ISIS papers was the full definition that she had, Mapoucho, that her and Neely Fuller came up with as far as what white supremacy, racism, white supremacy is. The local and global power system structured, excuse me, let me start all over again. The local and global power system structured and maintained by persons who classify themselves as white, whether consciously or subconsciously determined. This system consists of patterns of perception, logic, symbol formation, thought, speech, action, and emotional response as conducted simultaneously in all areas of people activity. Economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. The ultimate purpose of the system is to prevent white genetic annihilation on earth. A planet in which the overwhelming majority of people are classified as non-white, black, black, brown, red, and yellow, by white-skinned people. All of the non-white people are genetically dominant in terms of skin coloration compared to the genetically recessive white-skinned people. So, a lot of folks really, really just like the short definition, the, the, the up to that first semicolon, the local global power system structure maintained by persons classified themselves as white, whether unconsciously or consciously determined. And, and I guess, you know, again, Dr. Clark has called us intellectually lazy, so we just like, you know, one one sentence, two sentence definitions, and we just keep it moving from there. What struck me when I first read it, was the rest of that stuff. This system consists of patterns of perception, logic, symbol formation, thought, speech, action, and emotional response. Because that right there sums up reality, cognitive thinking, and behavior, actions. 
that definition then ties into Yeruhu. That definition then ties into so much other stuff where we talk about reality revolution, where we talk about we need to completely purge from European reality to be sane. And folks totally missed the rest of that damn definition. They totally miss it. Take it there. You're like, damn. Thought, speech, and action is all functioning for when it's coming from white folks, it's coming from a place of racism, white supremacy. And then when you read your Rugu, you have to be hearing that definition in the back of your head when you're going through her stuff. Because she's talking about the European Asili is based on nothing more than power and control. Power, domination, and control. And then she continues, simultaneously in all areas of people activity. And so the, the, the nine areas and and what um my buddy Kiti Obiwadu, he's added in the tenth as far as health. And that is very true. That may have been an oversight, <laughs> but the health piece is is also mainly controlled and determined right now as it is by racism and white supremacy. They put out all the dictates on what you should and should not eat. They put out all the dictates on what is and what isn't healthy. And and a lot of that stuff is more acidic than alkaline. A lot of that stuff is put out because ex, ex-lobby gave certain folks enough money to be able to bombard you with the commercials. Pork, the other white meat. Dun, dun, dun. I remember for a good year, those commercials was going on full, full lock, stock, and barrel. Every time you turn on the TV, pork, they're the white meat. Dun, dun, dun. Because the pork damn lobby put in the money for the commercials to put it out there. But we know all about the trichinosis worms and all the stuff from eating pork. So even if you ain't a Muslim, you shouldn't be eating pork because of all the other stuff that it can do to you. So that health piece. You know, may have been an oversight, whatever, whatever, but we can add that in now with, with um, Keedy's insight. So the 10 areas of people activity. The ultimate purpose of the system is to prevent white genetic annihilation on Earth, a planet in which the overwhelming majority of persons are classified as non-white by white-skinned people. All of the non-white people are genetically dominant, compared to the genetically recessive white-skinned people. I'm sorry. I don't see how any black person can have a problem with that. I, I, I just don't. The majority of the world is darker-skinned or, 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 or black-skinned or 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 have melanin or, or, you know, have hue in their skin. The overwhelming majority of the planet fits that description. Only about 7, 6, 7, 10% of the planet can classify themselves as white, as white-skinned. The two largest places where they're at is in Europe proper and America. That's it. They're scattering to them of all the places that they have temporarily conquered and taken over post-1490s, 1400s, well, post-1900s, 
the white death. And I, I don't know, I forget if it was Dr. Clark who laid it out just so, you know, succinctly and cool like this, or maybe it was even Dr. Wilson one of her lectures. But she was like, look, after the white death, they call it the black plague and the black death. I don't do that because it wasn't. <laughs> it was the white death because those Bamas died. Over half their population died. And we need that again. But anyway, so all the major powers of Europe convened. And, yeah, this is where Dr. Clark comes. And he says, we don't care who's going to run the planet as long as it's one of us. But let's keep going. We know in the, in the, in the mid to late 1400s is when all of the Caucasoid expeditions happened. When they sent all their ships out to the rest of the world. And, and, and ain't no one making this up. You can go to a library and read it. And they sent reports back. Or they themselves, the ship folks, they themselves went back. So if they went to Australia, all that population there, before they wiped them out, was damn near all black. When they went to Japan and China, those original populations, and when they, if they were able to go into the deeper areas and stuff, black folks, the Han, the originators of the Chinese folks, dark-skinned folks, they they came over to to what's now America, um, quote unquote Native Americans and other Africans who who had migrated willingly over here, dark-skinned. Every place, Micronesia, just in the title that tells you. I mean, Melanesia, Melanin, Melanin Asia. Every place they went, they were in the minority. Pale, white-skinned folks were in the minority there. So just imagine 1493, 1494, you know, maybe five. Let's, let's, Let's say it this way, 1500, I'm just throwing out a number. They have sent all the ships out, late 1400s. They all come back. So they have a big meeting in the 1500s. They sit, they, 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 get, they collect all the information from all their scouts who they have sent all over the world. That one message that each one of them had to come back and say, damn, y'all, the entire rest of the world don't look like us. And it was at that moment where, again, what Dr. Clark says is so true. We don't care who runs the world, it's going to be one of us, white folks. And from the 1400s to today, that edict has not changed. And so for any black person to come out their mouths and say they have a problem with her white genetic annihilation thesis. I just have to look at you and be like, do, do, have you studied any history of the 1400s, 1500s? Have you read any of the, these, these captains' logs and what they were saying and how they were describing the people that they saw in all around the world? And not so shortly after that, you get the Berlin's Brussels Conference in which they 
carve up. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me back up. Shortly after that meeting, they decide we are going to start extracting folks out of the African continent and having them do our bidding wherever we decide to place them. And upwards of 100 million people are taken from the place that we now call Africa, our home. And then, while the continent is sufficiently weakened, families disrupted and disturbed, cultures thrown totally all out of whack, step two, Brussels-Berlin Conference, Berlin-Brussels Conference. Now we can go in, carve it up, and take the shit for ourselves. And that dynamic hasn't changed to this goddamn day. And then, and see, ah, oh, what is it? Um, the Encyclopedia of Western Colonization, I think that's the name of it. This book, I mean, if you can get it online, because it's, it's an expensive book because it's a encyclopedia, so if you can get it online, get it online. Meaning, some folks have put up a PDF on it, of it online, and I won't. I don't want nobody to sue me, so I can't give you the direct links to get it. But within this book, it walks through every single freaking country and gives you that that they colonized and took over and conquered, and gives you the dates and everything, so you can you can just see these dominoes starting to fall. And we know they damn near totally wiped out the original population of Australia. We know they ran up in on the Solomon Islands and gave them Christianity and confused them. We know what happened in Cambodia. Um, we know then they they went all over the planet, killing people, taking resources. And a lot of those power dynamics still haven't changed to this day from what began in the late to mid, mid to late 1400s. If that doesn't happen, um, what's his name? Oh, West African Abu Bohan, B-O-A-H-E-M. He's got a book. Um, Dr. Clark had mentioned this as well. I think it's West African, ah, West African politics, West African history, something like that. He makes a point to say that Africa at that time, before you know the 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 the, the, the um, enslavement period, and before you know Berlin and Brussels, they we had already had, I think. Um, not line, not just lines of communications, but transportation systems that was connecting, you know, East Africa to West Africa. And I think folks was working on North to South. This historian has said if that doesn't happen, Africa would have been fully prepared to step on the world stage as a major player like everyone else at that time. And at that time, the only world player, because, <laughs> again, Caucasoids had just come off of their white death. So the only major player at that time was China. Africa would have been fully prepared to step on the world stage and do whatever it needed to do 
as a continent or as small groups, you know, connected on the continent or whatever. But 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 this historian says if that don't happen, they were ready. We were ready. But then the Ma'afa happens. And then the Berlin Conference happens. And then they didn't leave <laughs> until, what, 56 when Nkrumah, the, the, the Ghana, the first um, group to get their independence? So, so check this out. You got Ma'afa enslavement, depopulation of the continent. Then you got the Berlin-Brussels Conference where they take over and carve out what they want, which is direct rule all the way up till about 56. 1956, Gregorian calendar. From then to now, to now, you've got majority indirect rule. We educate and create the puppets to do our bidding. Your country, your nation gets pennies of the wealth. The majority of wealth gets shipped back to us in Europe or America or wherever. So from the mid to late 1400s to this very day, that explains the onslaught on our home. And so for anybody to come out and say that that colonialism was in the past, we need to stop talking about that, we just need to focus on the corruption and all that, you're a fool. If you're not talking about both, because I'm even against folks to say we only need to talk about colonialism and we don't need to talk about the corruption. I'm against them too. You've got to see it as both. Because the present-day corruption that's going on on the continent is, is definitely, you could argue, an outgrowth of the colonization because most of those corrupt people were, were brought up in the educational system that was put there by the colonizers, by the white folks, the missionary schools and the churches and the skewed spiritual beliefs was put there by the Caucasoids. The idea to get money at all costs and deforestation, forget about sacred lands, forget about the trees, just build, 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 that idea was put there by the damn Caucasoids. We didn't come to the planet. We weren't living on the continent just thinking, fuck the trees, fuck the environment, fuck the water. You got to be taught that. From the beginnings that we had, you had to be taught that. So that present-day corruption, yes, you can. I would argue that it's a, a, a continuation of the colonial, larger colonial message. But to just be fair, I'll say the corruption piece, if you want to take it as separate, has to be talked about in concert with the colonization, because you can't have all that shit happen and then it just stop, or it's a non-factor now because we're in quote-unquote modern times, and why can't Africa get off her? No, 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 no. You got to talk about both or shut the hell up. So, white genetic annihilation. Caucasoids may number 600 million on the planet. Maybe. I'm being nice. Out of 7 billion, with probably the largest numbers here in America, 
And I think I just saw something that said, if not it, if it didn't already happen very soon, white deaths in America, in the U.S., will now um, outnumber white births here in this country. And I had been following this for a while, and again, I got to give props to Kitty for, for putting me on this with the whole population piece. White lives, <clears throat> since the 50s, they have been, Caucasians have been having um, population conferences. They are population conferences. And there have been a few books that have been put out, out about it called, one is called Fewer, the next is called Birth Dearth. And that's the first one that I heard of to, to ring the bell to wait. Caucasoids, we're done. We've got to do something. Not from the white supremacists, not from the hoodware folks. We're talking sciences, population experts, all that sort of stuff. So, so caucasoids have been raising the alarm to we're not having enough damn babies. We are dying, and we're not replenishing our stock. And everywhere they are, all or every, every, every country in Europe, their deaths are, are, are higher than their births. So every, excuse me, everywhere you see, you know, the, the, the point two and, and point five and, you know, some points point ten, just all lower, meaning the, the, those numbers, the deaths are higher than the births. So they're not replenishing themselves. The only place up until where I just up until two days ago when I saw this, the only place where Europeans had dominated numerically, where the number where that birth rate number was higher, was here in America. But it seems like, and 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 I wish uh, again that's the problem sometimes with doing stream of consciousness, <laughs> blog talk shows, ideas come to you and and then you don't immediately have all the stuff that you want to have to back it up. But um, just re I want to say three days ago I saw something on the news or, or on the ticker that had said deaths, white deaths, or, or I don't think they said it that way. How did they? Yeah, maybe it was white deaths. <laughs> deaths were more than the births for the first time in America, something like that. And so this was their last hope, their last stronghold of having the, 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 the birth rates higher, so they replenish themselves. So this genetic annihilation piece, if you've been following demographic research, that's, that's the, one of the words for it, demographic research, population research, stuff like that. If you've been following that, then that confirms what Dr. Wilson has been saying, because they have been having population conferences for the last 50 years to try to figure out how to change their tide. And in the book Fewer, they was talking about one of the possible solutions is to give higher tax breaks to white women that would have multiple births and stuff like that. So they was trying to, you know, so they're trying to come up with policy issues to, 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 to give rewards to white women having more white babies and stuff. Again, not from the racist, not from the – I mean, okay, they're all racist and skinheads. They just, you know, put the shoes down. But, I mean, the, some folks dismiss the, the white racist dying talk because the majority comes from, you know, 
avowed white supremacists, in your face white supremacists like David Duke and Tom Metzger and other stuff like that. All of this, what I'm talking about, ain't coming from them. I'm talking white sociologists, white demographers, um, Caucasoid population people, stuff like that. They're scientists and biologists and all that sort of stuff are ringing the bell saying we aren't going to be able to replenish ourselves. We are dying at a faster rate than we're having children. We got a problem. How are we going to fix this? So these black folks, this fool who critiqued Dr. Wilson solely on her white genetic annihilation piece, obviously ain't doing larger research because Caucasoid scientists themselves are ringing the bell saying, oh, shit, we're not having enough kids. Don't get mad at her because 20, 30 years prior, she rang the alarm to her people. We just ain't do the damn research. Or maybe that white woman you laying up with, or white man you laying up with, ain't letting you do that research. Hmm. I don't know what this So, 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 yeah. So, to me, early on when I read it, that, that, that whole definition had, had stuck out to me. White supremacy, domination, and oppression of all non-white people is essential for global white genetic survival. The prevention of white genetic annihilation is pursued through all means, including chemical and biological warfare. Today, white genetic survival imperative, instead of using chemicals in gas chambers, is using chemicals on the street, crank, cocaine, ecstasy, PCP, heroin, and methadone, all designer chemicals. Ultimately, these chemicals are produced by whites and made available to urban blacks, particularly black males, upon which the future of black people is dependent. The core dynamic of white genetic survival eventually leads whites to a major act of genocide, destruction of the genes of non-white people, or toward genocidal imperatives. Such a genocide occurred in Nazi Germany, where the Semite and Gypsy populations were classified as non-white and therefore had to be destroyed. That comes from her the, the, the introduction area, um, page four, and then her definition came from page two. And Roman numeral two and Roman numeral four. I mean, these people, these public intellectuals, these um, people who write these blogs and other stuff just aren't well-researched or only researching the um, popular mainstream stuff because you won't hear this um, call, this this crying out by Caucasoids on the, the, the alphabet letters channels. You won't hear that. Ben Wattenberger, I think, is the name of the guy who wrote um, The Birth, Dirt, and Fewer. And, and there's other books. But, again, Keedy... Odiwabu, he had wrote the book, Dark Blue Cover, I think, called Population Control, where he laid it all out. And that was my first time seeing this population issue. Um, And there have been other documents and conferences that's been held talking about, you know, we need to decrease the amount of black babies. 
They have said this directly. We already know about Margaret Sanger and the eugenics movement, which then dovetailed into um, Planned Parenthood um, um, and the, the horrible derogatory terms that Margaret Sanger called us. And we know she had multiple meetings with the Klan. And this is one of the co-founders and creators of Planned Parenthood, and it's in them there every black family, every black community in the United States. And we also know that I want to say a few years ago, our black abortion numbers was like 15 million. Really? So, again, there are some areas within the ISIS papers that you can you can critique and, 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 and talk about and, you know, maybe say she was tripping or maybe say she had, you know, she really, really liked Freud a little bit too much and added some, you know, tried to wrap Freud in some kente cloth and, and, and some of her stuff. Yeah, okay, maybe some of y'all can say that. But that white, the, the, the definition of racism, white supremacy, that she got and tweaked from Neely Fuller, and that white genetic annihilation piece, when you go back and think about and read some of the stuff and look at what's happened from the mid to late 1400s up till now, and when you know about the population conference that Caucasoids are having, and when you look at the birth rate numbers, and for all white folks everywhere on the planet, now, this year, including America, are below reproduct- reproducible numbers, all of that cannot be challenged because it's backed by facts if the so-called critiquer is willing to listen and do that work. So, yeah. I'm going to shut up. I didn't expect to go this long, and now it's about to cut me off in about 12, 13 minutes. I'm going to shut up now. So, Dr. Wilson, we love you. We will continue to love you. We will continue to proudly trumpet your name from on high. We will continue your legacy and your memory so that not only will you not be forgotten, but that you can continue to teach and continue to move us out of the comfortable Caucasoid places that we are mentally and otherwise for the next 10,000, 20,000 years. And 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 hopefully my if I do my job right, my children's children's children will be around to see the last Caucasoid on the planet. And if I've done my job, they will call out the name of Francis Cress Wilson on that day, on that celebratory day. And hopefully they'll have the digital or whatever the medium will be um, of the ISIS papers and they can reread the introduction, the beginning and all that sort of stuff and be like, man, (laughs) the stuff our parents had to go through because they were physically here. 
Luckily, there were those of us re-Africanizers and nation builders who worked on countering Caucasoid culture because they they see that they're not dying. Excuse me. They see that they're dying off physically. And and their cryogenics and their other stuff may not be working fast enough, and their cloning stuff may not be working fast enough, so they may not be able to stop themselves from physically dying off the planet. That's why they have made this huge culture push, soft power push throughout the world so they can keep their ideas around which in some levels will keep their spirit around because if you constantly loving Shakespeare and talking about him, from an African understanding, his spirit would still be around. And, 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 all, and all the classical music as Caucasoids define it and all of their books as they define it and all that stuff as they define it of their reality, if you are constantly in that, you are constantly surrounding yourself with, if you if you want to go there, white spirits or spirits of disorder because it was that essence that was put into that book, that music, that field. And that on some level helps keep that faux reality alive. So it's us re-Africanizers and us who are pushing this culture piece to get us to give get away from that, give them that crap back, and then we can start putting energy into the spirits that created our African reality and revive them and have them surrounding us because we're listening to traditional and continental and just cool African music. We're reading the words and living of, of traditional and continental um, and ancient Africans. We're, we're, we're calling on those spirits. We're getting our physical bodies ready to take on those spirits. We're doing all of that, pumping up the African reality and pushing down eventually to nothingness as close as we can get to the European reality and European culture and stuff like that. Once we can do that, and physically we already know they'll be gone, then the world will have a huge celebration when culturally Caucasoids are no longer here and physically Caucasoids are no longer here, then the world, the planet, can have a collective and get back to the business of keeping the world for everyone safe. It won't be easy, you know, once that happens and stuff like that. I ain't saying, you know, everything will be hundred percent hunky dory, but the planet will be greatly healed once them and their culture are off of the planet and out of our hearts and minds and spirits. We love you, Dr. Wilson, and we will always love you, and we will continue to protect your legacy, and we will continue your work, and we want to hopefully fulfill your work so that we can say racism, white supremacy really was a thing of the past. We have our minds and our cultures and our spirits back, and we are operating as we were supposed to from the first place, and the world will be a greater place for it. That is the best way to fulfill Dr. Wilson's legacy and hopefully 
more and more of us stolen Africans and disrupted Africans will pick up that fight and move forward on it and bring it to fruition. Revolution, resolution. So, yeah. So that's it. Either we will be on Saturday and Sunday of next week, or we might do just a live show on Saturday, I mean, a live show on Sunday, or we might just do the um, pre-recorded show that I told you all about at the beginning um, on Sunday. But just follow us. Um, I'll check my schedule because I really want to start coming back and doing these regularly. So looking for the clues. Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation, Yabedi Inconem, We Will Be Victorious. system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. No people can be spiritually, politically, or psychologically free when they worship an image of God assigned to them by another people. The new revolution in Africa that will usher in real independence will start when Africans begin to look at all aspects of their life based upon their spirituality, their culture, and their political interests. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.